0: We're not really preparing students for the rigor of the competitive world that they are likely to live in.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Arts of Language podcast with Andrew Pudua, founder of the Institute for Excellence in Writing, or as many like to say, IEW. My name is Julie Walker, and I'm honored to serve Andrew and IEW as the Chief Marketing Officer. As we take a break from recording, we have chosen to replay several of our greatest hits for you to enjoy. We hope that you are able to gain insight for your educational journey. Well, Andrew, Happy New Year to you. So, do you have any resolutions for this year?
0: Oh, no, 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 no. That would be too dangerous.
1: Well, do you mind if I make a couple suggestions?
0: <laughs> well, sure, boss.
1: <laughs> well, I will say that I listened to another podcast besides just this one. I know that doesn't surprise you completely. But one of the podcasts I listen to talks about the advantage of setting goals rather than resolutions. So I have a possible goal for you. You ready?
0: Okay, I'm I'm girding up my mental loins okay. to hear this now. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> okay, how about if you write 12 articles this year? How does that sound? Uh no. <laughs> What do you mean? You are a writing teacher. No, 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 no. But, okay, then then I, if you're not willing to do that, then perhaps it's because you are a reluctant writer. And if that's the case, then I have this great audio talk for you to listen to.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. Uh, People do say things to me that don't make sense, such as... Mm They'll come up to me at a conference or something and say, well, I, I just want my child to enjoy writing. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, what? Mm-hmm. I mean, I suppose some people enjoy, you know, pumping weights or running a mm-hmm. marathon mm-hmm. or fasting for 40 <laughs> days, you know, but that's got to be the exception. And writing is kind of like that. Mm-hmm. I mean... Let's face it, mm-hmm. I don't really enjoy writing. In fact, I think there's been times when you had to come and babysit me, <laughs> sit in my office <laughs> and say, I'm not leaving until you finish writing this Pretty much. article. And And I will say that to people, you know, mm-hmm. I'll say, you know, I don't actually like writing. Mm-hmm. I would not do it in my spare time. Mm-hmm. It is something I have to force myself to do. Mm-hmm. And they're a little bit shocked, like, well, mm-hmm. but you're the writing guy. I mean, why wouldn't you like it? There's a great quote. I think it was Mencken who said, Writers are people for whom writing is more difficult Mm. than for other people. Okay. Why is that? Well, I guess if you consider yourself a writer, then there's a a standard Mm -hmm. of quality or perfection. The pressure's on. That you are striving for, and and other people may expect that. Mm -hmm. So when I say I don't like writing... That kind of shocks people mm-hmm. what I do like mm-hmm. and you've seen this mm-hmm. is having written something mm-hmm. I really enjoy having the finished product mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and being able to send it out and hope mm-hmm. that it enlightens or blesses people or at least amuse them or at least not bore them right and and so that's an interesting uh, kind of a, a paradox there. Mm-hmm. I don't enjoy the process. Mm-hmm. Why? Because it's hard work. You have to discipline yourself. You have to stay in one spot. You have to focus your thinking. You have to plan. You have to, you know, phrase something and rephrase it and rephrase it. And it's not easy and it's not fun. Right. Uh, but it is very enjoyable to have finished something right. that you believe is has some value in it. I think many children mm-hmm. have the same experience. Mm-hmm. The the process of doing it isn't something they will say, oh, good, I get to write something today. But when they have done it, they can be proud. They have that sense of accomplishment, especially if others appreciate what they wrote. Right. And so let's keep our understanding clear. (laughs) You don't have to like writing. Right. To be decent at doing it. Right. You do, however, just have to have the discipline.
1: Mm-hmm. exactly when you you said something about doing hard things you know i think about a book that was titled exactly that do doing hard, hard things. do yeah. hard things and i think of a quote that i said all the time to my boys as they were growing up and that is hard work is immensely satisfying but when i hear you i think well maybe the hard work in and of itself is that immensely satisfying or the product of what you've actually created
0: probably both probably uh, you know both of those it's always a case where we can do less than our best Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. whether we're children or adults whether Mm -hmm. we're in school or in a job or whatever we can always get by right doing something that's okay right and yet we always have that sense of well I kind of just got by, and there's <laughs> nothing really to be proud of there.
1: Right, that reminds but, me of another quote that I would say with my boys, which is, "Good enough isn't. <laughs> just do do your best,
0: and right. That's good enough, right? But but on the other hand, we can't always do our best. Mm. You know, we always can, we'll always fall short, right, uh, or almost always. Mm-hmm. So there's that tension mm. between getting by and. Doing our absolute best. Mm-hmm. And, and we're, I think, most of the time somewhere in between. And yet there are those peak moments. Mm-hmm. And we say, aha, you know, this, I really did try hard. I did my best. I'm finished with it. And I can rest a little bit now. And so children are the same way. Mm-hmm. We can't expect them to always do their best. That's unreasonable expectation.
1: Right. right. Mm-hmm. And
0: yet we can encourage that. We can be excited for them when mm-hmm. they feel excited mm-hmm. about having done their best uh, and that's true whatever discipline music art sports mm-hmm. and writing too right
1: there's a couple of things that you've said that make me think of some of the talks that you've done one is nature deficit disorder and how today's day we love being in our comfortable beds and that's soft and that's easy but doing hard things can be enjoyable
0: well the idea of rigor mm. is an ideal that we kind of have lost
1: mm.
0: in nature deficit disorder. I kind of paint that picture of you know camping isn't <laughs> comfortable. No, <laughs> it's not comfortable and pleasant to lie on hard ground and fight cold weather or mosquitoes or try to get the fire started. Go to have to catch your dinner and, <laughs> and then cut open the fish and <laughs> and and. and But it's always interesting because people who go camping, whatever you eat Mm -hmm. on a camping trip, you'll say, this is the best food Mm -hmm. ever.
1: Mm -hmm. Do you know why? They're hungry.
0: (laughs) Because you're hungry. And you come back from the camping trip and you say that was enriching. So it wasn't easy. It wasn't comfortable. There were unpleasant moments, Mm -hmm. but you're a better person for having done it. Mm -hmm. And I think that is where we you know, kind of as a culture yes. are really losing that sense of rigor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt gave a great speech one time. Mm-hmm. It got nicknamed The Strenuous Life. Okay. Where he talked about the value of living the strenuous life mm-hmm. to do hard things. Mm-hmm. Or another book that I have on my shelf, Study is Hard Work.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? Right.
0: It, it's hard. To learn something well, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, algebra for some, calculus for others, Latin mm-hmm. for some people. Mm-hmm. It's it's not easy, but there's this deep, deep level of satisfaction mm-hmm. that comes from having mastered something. So I guess our question, and I have no easy answer, but our question as educators mm-hmm. is how do we nurture that? How do we work to promote the striving for excellence in an educational environment that kind of discounts that right in a social environment that values entertainment mm-hmm. and relaxation uh, a little bit more mm-hmm. the place where people talk about this of course is is in the business world right exactly. that's where you get people who read these books, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> what got you here won't get you there or something that you need to be constantly improving. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you won't have success in this rapidly capitalistic world that we live in. Right. And so that becomes a bit of a shock for some kids too. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. coast through a school with, you know, self-esteem and grade inflation and, and, and then they hit the the university that now wants to be sure that they don't feel offended in any way. Right. And, you know, they're in their safe space. And I've even talked to professors who say, it's very hard mm-hmm. to give students bad grades. It's, right. It's wrong now to do that.
1: Well, and students now have the opportunity at almost every class to evaluate their professor. Exactly. And that's dangerous that's right there.
0: That's got its own inherent danger. And then what happens? They're, they're actually suited for a communist economy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they go into a capitalist economy right. where it literally is you swim or sink, mm-hmm. you do your best, or you are relegated to the edges. Right. And, and so we're not really preparing students for the rigor mm-hmm. of the competitive world right. that they are likely to live in.
1: Right. And a piece of that, of course, is good communication skills.
0: Absolutely. A book that my friend uh, Chris Perrin put me onto, uh, it's called The Global Achievement Gap mm. by Oddly, um, a professor at Harvard, mm. Tony Wagner, I believe. He talks about what is needed for us as a country, as a mm. culture, mm-hmm. America, to remain competitive. Mm in the world,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and what type of education is needed. Mm-hmm. And uh, he got on this because, uh, number one, his oldest child went to first grade, mm. and he realized as a professor of education at Harvard mm. and what his daughter was experiencing in first grade, there was a big gap philosophically there. Mm. The second thing is he was sitting on an airplane, I believe, talking to a very high-level manager of a very high-tech company, mm-hmm. an international A high tech company and said, what do you want? What kind of students do you want? Or what kind of people do you want coming out of schools?
1: Right. Great question.
0: Uh, Because I'm, I'm in the forefront Mm -hmm. of leading education and educational Mm -hmm. philosophy and direction and think tank and all that. And he was very surprised Mm. that what the tech people wanted, and he redid this conversation many times, wasn't your STEM stuff. Okay. It wasn't high tech training Mm. what they wanted were some of the soft skills Mm. such as number one communication Mm. right what he calls critical thinking or problem solving we -hmm. could have a whole podcast about (laughs) critical thinking Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. that is a buzzword and what Mm -hmm. it actually might mean uh, and and collaboration and um, discipline Mm -hmm. and character Mm -hmm. You, you can teach someone technical skills right But those formative skills
1: Mm -hmm.
0: are what make the difference. Right. So this book, Global Achievement Gap, is very interesting because Mm -hmm. he kind of lays this out. Here's what we need Mm -hmm. to be doing in education, Mm -hmm. and here's how we're not doing that. Right. And then here's a few situations, here's a few circumstances where we seem to be doing this. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Schools that operate kind of like businesses, Mm -hmm. in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, Classical education mm-hmm. a lot of the soft skills mm-hmm. are developed when you study mm-hmm. uh, grammar and logic and rhetoric mm-hmm. as a preparation for mathematics geometry astronomy mm-hmm. music and, mm-hmm. and the quantitative arts and and individualized learning environments mm. that we see with the trend toward differentiated education in schools and right. of course what homeschooling and alternative schooling is all about sure so the idea then is how do we cultivate rigor right that is appropriate to the needs of the world mm-hmm. and and that's a big big question mm-hmm. uh, and I think we do that through uh, a combination of setting up motivational systems
1: right and we did a couple podcasts we talked motivation. about
0: that we do it through environment mm. um when you're working with people that are all excited about doing their best, yes, what happens?
1: You want to do your best. You want to do your best.
0: Mm-hmm. So how do we create the, those environments mm-hmm. in schools? Mm-hmm. Um, I think all of us get inspired by the stories of great people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so bringing back, if you would, into the curriculum, mm. the stories you know, the biographies yes. of great people mm-hmm. as part of the standard fare that all children should have.
1: And every story has a conflict, which means they did hard things. They, and they did pushed hard through. things, mm-hmm. yes,
0: and pushed through. And uh, it, it's sad. You don't see many children's books now hmm. that are biographies. Hmm. Whereas you talk to someone kind of old, <laughs> older than us, older you know, like us. Webster. Oh and and they were always having to read mm-hmm. the stories of great men and women in history and in their culture and this is this is inspiring too
1: right hero someone to look up to
0: yes yes and and it's it's interesting i've thought a lot about the superhero craze you know okay. how we've in the last couple of decades had this this boom of big screen yeah high budget movies Marvel DC superheroes
1: yes
0: (laughs) why what is it that we crave that's Mm -hmm. being fulfilled by superheroes Mm -hmm. and I think it's because we we've actually become disconnected Mm -hmm. with our own heroes Mm -hmm. Um, I think comic books had to be born in America Mm -hmm. because Europe still had more of a tradition Mm -hmm. even a, a Christian tradition of of saints and great people. Mm-hmm. And and we lost that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have our own kind of great people. But then recently, what's happened? They've even kind of been slammed, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. If you pick up the newest um, history book that is to prepare AP students for mm-hmm. U.S. history, it's got just a few paragraphs about George Washington and the fact that he owned slaves, hmm. right? Hmm. It was dominant. Uh, you get just a few paragraphs about Thomas Jefferson, and he owned slaves. Mm, mm-hmm. You get a few paragraphs about Ronald Reagan, and he had the most expensive inaugural celebration of any president to date.
1: So uh, all of our heroes are being tarnished. Our
0: heroes are being tarnished. Mm-hmm. Exactly. A very good way to phrase that. So then, you know, who do children look up to? <laughs> Iron Man. we don't have any real ones, we need to now enthrone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the the fictitious ones mm-hmm. but i'm i'm not even sure this is good mm. because you could aspire to be
1: yeah
0: uh like a great person who actually lived mm-hmm. but you cannot aspire to have superpowers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's a disconnect there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i don't know it's it's something maybe i should write an article about it <laughs> <laughs> but i don't want to so well,
1: that would be wonderful if you do and it would be wonderful to have it finished, and it would be wonderful for everyone to read your great work. <laughs> okay, so I'm probably not going to count on getting that article from you. Not but... anytime soon, no. <laughs> no. but can we go back to this book that you were referring to?
0: Oh, Tony Wagner, Global yeah. Achievement Gap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The thing that struck me, of course, was the emphasis on communication hmm. skills, because that's, that's my business. Yeah. Why is that important? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I meet boys, yeah, you know, I meet teenage boys out on the road or at conference, and they go, oh, I don't really care about writing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to go in the army or mm-hmm. I'm going to be an engineer. Mm-hmm. You know, you meet people or even parents who say, well, you know, he he's likely to go into science, mm-hmm. um, so he know, doesn't even know how to write. Thing, wow, yeah. right? Okay, I I can accept that. We all have aptitudes. Sure, certainly some people have higher math aptitudes <laughs> yes. other people yeah. and we all have different some have high artistic aptitude mm-hmm. uh, some have musical some have language mm-hmm. um, so yes there is that range mm-hmm. but just because your aptitude is not the highest doesn't mean it's not valuable mm-hmm. to develop those skills mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in fact you know I taught music for so long right uh, and, and violin and I would often think About my students and you'd have some that would take to it and they would just you know catch on and play well and Mm -hmm. it was so easy to teach them Mm -hmm. and get good progress and Mm -hmm. other students who would just take so much longer Mm -hmm. to kind of make that same level of progress and and not nearly as easy and there is the tendency to think well you should take the easy to teach high aptitude kids because they'll become Mm. (laughs) greater faster and and But I would always look at the kids who would struggle a bit and think, Mm. this is maybe doing more for them, Mm -hmm. struggling through this, mastering a hard section of the new piece. Um, You know, this is maybe doing more for their brain and for their soul Mm. than those for whom it's very easy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a quote once, it was anonymous, I can't quote it directly, um, but it it was something I, I used to share with kids. You know, he who struggles is twice blessed, mm. because he not only learns what he's trying to learn, but he learns how to overcome mm-hmm. the difficulty of it. So true. And so, let's not give up on learning things just because we don't have the aptitude or because they're hard. Uh, but back to the communication. This is what I tell the boys. I say, well, you know, I'm going to go do this or that, and see. What's fascinating about the way the world is, it, it almost doesn't matter what career you go into. You could go into you know, the military. You could be a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. You could go into a scientific field. You could become a garbage collector, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I hear in some places pays quite well. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter where you go. If you're good at what you do, you'll rise up to a certain level, but you'll cap out. Yes. Right? It's the people who are good at what they do and have the skills to communicate those ideas mm-hmm. that rise up to the higher level. Right. So the good engineer becomes a good engineer and he stays a good engineer because he's good at engineering. But it's the good engineer who can also communicate engineering ideas yep. that will rise up and become, say, you know, the vice president or right. a manager or a leader in that field. Right. So if what we're trying to accomplish here is is growing leadership skills Mm -hmm. in our students, if if that's one of our educational goals, we cannot neglect the communication skills, both written and oral. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that, you know, Dr. Webster firmly believed that I see true again and again. And I see in the world and I talk to people who say, you know, these kids, they come into this job, they can't write, Mm -hmm. They don't articulate ideas. Mm -hmm. They don't even know what they're trying to write. They don't speak. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, how do you work with people like that? Even if you're in computer science Mm -hmm. or bioengineering, Mm -hmm. right? Exactly. You have to be able to articulate ideas clearly to make good progress in any field. Right. And I think that's what what, uh, Tony Wagner was talking about a bit Mm -hmm. in the Global Achievement Gap. Mm -hmm. And I think we are therefore doing a great work for all students of all aptitude and preparing them with the vital skill for whatever field they become more specialized in.
1: I think of the spectrum of students who hate writing, students who tolerate writing, students who love writing. When they first encounter our approach to teaching writing, our goal of course is to move them along that spectrum. So although we can't always count on the kids loving writing, we can at least move them along the spectrum so that they can at least feel that sense of accomplishment that you talked about at the beginning.
0: <laughs> I, one of my children was with me at a conference years ago, and uh, I was away from the booth, and I was coming back, so I was kind of spying mm-hmm. on her to see mm-hmm. how she would interact with a customer. She's probably, I don't know, 12 years old, mm-hmm. kind of that age at which they become painfully honest about yes. things. uh-oh. <laughs> so uh, this potential homeschool customer comes up and says, and start talking to her. Well, so, oh, you're you're Mr. Poodoo's daughter. Oh, have you done this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you like writing? She goes, no. <laughs> and the person kind of deflated. And she says, well, do you do it well? She goes, if I have to. <laughs> I thought, child of my own heart right there. Yeah,
1: that's right, exactly. Well, it's been great having this conversation with you. Yes,
0: yes. And no jokes this time. We'll no, have to no make jokes. up for that next one.
1: Okay, sounds great. All right. Thanks so much for joining us for one of our favorite episodes. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Or you can visit us each week at IEW.com slash podcast. New recordings will begin airing in January of 2020. Until then, we hope you'll join us each week as we revisit our greatest hits.